Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope everything is good. Welcome to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. Once again, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Today, we're looking at page 18 of the Gregory Hayes translation, and we're doing number four. So I don't know how much is gonna, going to be for me to say about this. Um, I think it's pretty straightforward, but he's grappling here, I believe, with something we all grapple with, something I think is most, you know, it's one of the most common things we all do, myself included, of course. Uh, it's procrastinate. So here he is, I think, writing to himself, trying to encourage himself to get some type of project either started or finished or moving. And he tells himself, remember how long you've been putting this off, how many extensions the gods have given you, and you didn't use them. At some point, you have to recognize what world it is that you belong to, what power rules it, and from what source you spring, that there is a limit to the time assigned you. And if you don't use it to free yourself, it will be gone and will never return. So I think the beginning is more so what I was referring to, this idea like we could all think about what he's thinking here to encourage ourselves to take action, to encourage ourselves to stop procrastinating, right? To remember how long you've been putting this off. I like that a lot. It's like that should, in a sense, and I mean this as kindly as possible, and I do this to myself too much, um, that should embarrass us a little bit. Like we should sometimes, I think, you know, Epictetus says to scrutinize ourselves with kindness, and I agree with that most of the time. But sometimes you have to make yourself feel a little bit ashamed of how ridiculous you might uh, be acting, thinking, or feeling in the moment, right? For me, that's actually helped me grow a lot. This sort of like voice I'll adopt with myself where I'm like, this shit again? Like, this is what you're really, this is what we're going to do today? Like, this is, this is how you want to spend, as he's saying here, your limited time on earth? To myself, I think that a lot. That's one of the powerful things of memento mori too, right? That should sort of snap us into this mode of like, I'm not here forever. What am I doing? This can't be the thing I do. This can't be the way I spend today. I should honor the day. I should, in a sense, even like <clears throat> serve just the day, right? Like there's time that's been given to me. I have to use it, right? Um, so I think to remember how long you've been putting this off is like, to reflect in that way to kind of get us a little sense of like disgust with ourselves. And that's a strong word, but I th I stand by that. I think that can be kind of necessary. It's like, you're, you're afraid of this thing still, or you're nervous about this again, come on. And then the idea of remember too, is like, it doesn't just mean remember for me. It means like gather evidence, right? It's like, go back. And here again, he's using it to get himself out of a, a, a mode of procrastination. Whereas, you know, how long have you been waiting? I mean, when are we going to do this? whatever this thing might be. And at the end, he adds the thing he's referring to, right? Which is um, kind of working to free himself. And I would imagine that was from anxiety or stress or irrational ways of thinking. Right? To free yourself from the negative patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving uh, is something we have to work on. And again, there's so much kind of like meta- well, I don't know what word would follow that. There's a meta approach to this, right? Where he's he's writing about the thing he's writing about, right? So he's writing about working on himself as the writing is working on himself, right? So I think that's a really cool uh, concept to examine for a second here that comments a lot on the power of philosophical journaling as well. So it's almost like I'm, as he's working on himself, he's encouraging himself to stop stopping, or to stop pausing, or to stop procrastinating on further work on himself. So by saying that, he's also kind of, in a sense, I think, applauding himself for writing, which is interesting. Right, so the, the this in 
in this example might be this work on himself. And I think we could interpret it or use this as an example, uh, as a way to always face a this, a thing, with a better attitude towards getting it done well. Right? And the next meditation that follows, I think, speaks really nicely to the idea of getting it done well. So it's like, all right, we have to do things. Stop putting things off. Stop putting the good things off in life. Realize you're not here forever. Let that inspire you. There's a limit to the time assigned to you, he's telling himself. Use it to free yourself from the bullshit, to free yourself from the things that are in your way from doing the best things you could do, from being the best version of yourself. That's a great piece of encouragement too. Then again, we remember how long we've been putting it off. That should make us feel a little bit like, ah, like disgusted with ourselves. That'll inspire us to take action too. Then the next meditation, number five, is great. It's like, well, how do we take action? He tells himself, quote, concentrate every minute like a Roman, right? On doing what's in front of you with precise and genuine seriousness, tenderly, willingly with justice. And um, once again, on freeing yourself from all other distractions. Yes, you can. If you do everything as if were the last thing you were doing in your life and stop being aimless, stop letting your emotions override what your mind tells you, stop being hypocritical, self-centered, irritable, you see how few things you have to do to live a satisfying and reverent life. If you can manage this, that's all even the gods can ask of you. So think about how cool, for me, this is very cool. It's like this, the four and five is like a real nice, like one, two kind of punch here where it's like, okay, we have this notion. Remember how long you've been putting it off. Get to the work. Then we have to concentrate. I will do episode, whole episodes. And I'll probably plan them a little bit more than what I do in these morning meditations on the power of attention and the power of focus and how we can work on that. I'm super interested in this right now. There are certain topics I'm really focusing on as I'm writing my dissertation proposal. Again, um, some of them include the power and importance of silence and like what is silence? Why is it so necessary? Another is attention or focus. Why do we need it? What is it? What does it do for us when we learn how to pay attention to things? Another one is self-writing or philosophical journaling. And sort of the question there is like, why write? What is writing? It's like another technology it's supposed to serve us. Why is writing different than other technologies? Then also reading, reading as a technology. Why is reading different? Why is, and this is, a, this is established or let's say supported by a lot of research. Why is reading a book, a physical paper book, or any physical paper thing for that matter. Why is that more beneficial? Why is that healthier for us cognitively and psychologically and emotionally than reading a screen? There are studies that support that claim. So that's a lot of my research is kind of revolving around that. Um, and I think a lot of it maps to this idea of concentration and silence because to read and write effectively in a way that's as healthy and as beneficial as possible, you need to be in silence and you need to be focused and concentrated. So he's telling himself here, concentrate every minute, even just those three words. How do you use your time on a daily basis? Back to daily planning a little bit. Now, when I say plan every minute, I don't do that. I think that would stress me out. <clears throat> that might work for some people. I think having a general concept of your tasks is necessary and then getting in and working with maybe Blocking out some hours for certain things could be useful, but being conscious of how we spend our time and then spending it consciously, again, attentively is very important here. Okay. On doing what's in front of you, living in the moment. This is a, a formula. This is 
an equation for living in the moment. Be precise. That's a virtue. That's an aim. That's a goal, right? Be serious. Be willing. Be just. But I would also add to this, be confident. These are all different virtues we can adopt to live today better. What if you tried to be like even 5% more precise? Maybe it's with your to-do list tasks today. 5% more precise with how you spoke at the meeting. 5% more precise with how you express your emotions and your thoughts to your significant other. Life might get better. It's a good aim to think about, right? Um, and I would say, again, I'm adding to this idea of genuine seriousness. Also think about playfulness. Maybe you need to, you know, for me, I think I am too serious on a regular basis. I need to introduce a greater degree of playfulness into the way I look at life. Look at things a little more like a game than like a serious thing. So again, whatever works for you, but nonetheless, we're getting a guy here reminding himself in writing of what he thinks he needs in this moment. Um, then back to memento mori a little bit, right? If you do everything as if it were the last thing you were doing in your life, that adds, I think, seriousness, but also could add some playfulness. Because again, for me, my last day on earth, I would love to have a day where I'm serious and I'm also making time for some some playfulness, making time for some leisure, right? So memento mori is not about be intense and work hard. It's, it's about having a full life. Eudaimonia encourages fullness and focus. Back to the power of attention, right? And we need both in life. Stop being aimless. Back to why bother with philosophical journaling on a daily basis. You don't want an aimless life. To know what your capital P sense of purpose is in life isn't that easy. That takes a lot. That takes a lot of luck. I think it takes a lot of you taking action and you thinking about your life. But we can, I think, with relative ease, have aims for today. And if we have aims for today, we can have aims for tomorrow. We can get days in a row where we have conscious, deliberate, clear aims. And then we'll start. I think if we look back at those days, establishing what our aims might be in a broader sense. Start small, right? But definitely stop being aimless. Stop letting your emotions override what your mind tells you. Which emotions override for you what your mind tells you? Right? What emotions kind of encourage your rational part of your brain to shut down? We all have them, right? Identify them and try to figure out why and then learn how to respond to them a little bit better. And even the next line gives us advice on how to respond to them. Don't be hypocritical. Don't be self-centered. Don't be irritable. So even when the emotions arise, don't let them irritate you as much. When the emotions arise, don't be self-centered. Don't get caught up in your own feelings. One of the exercises that Marcus suggests in meditations is this view from above, right? This view looking down at the earth from Mount Olympus. That's a great way to not get caught up in your own feelings. A great way to lead a healthy life is to try to have a life that, you know, um, or a life in which service plays a significant role. Because when you're serving others, you're not in your own feelings. You're not in your own misfortunes, which doesn't mean that we should ignore them, of course, right? Those are real and those are important. But if we focus too much on them, we're just going to make ourselves suffer constantly, right? And of course, never be hypocritical. Or at least try to, again, never is hard because I think it's, it's almost impossible to not be, I think it's almost impossible, impossible to lead a life where you're never a hypocrite. But we should at least try to get rid of as much of our hypocrisy as we can because it's not a good thing. 
right? We should really try to align who we think we are with who we actually are. And then more importantly than that, make sure who we think we are is virtuous. So hope this was helpful. I'll cut the episode here. And uh, thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.